Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. This is uh, Pastor Dan, and you come out of Grace, right. right, with uh, uh, Pastor Jerry. So uh, how many are familiar with Pastor Jerry and Grace? All right, so he came through that in RMI. Yep. So, um, so you guys are in for a treat. I'm, I'm excited. So, oh, oh, thank, you so, thank you so much, Chuck. You're, you're awesome. very welcome. Yeah. Blessing to having you. Well, hey, it is good to be with you guys out in the Flint area. You guys have an amazing church and a, an amazing pastor. Do you guys love your pastor? Yeah, yeah Pastor Tony's awesome. Uh, that's how I know him. He was, uh, we have a Bible school out at Grace. It was called IBI, and he was actually one of the favorite teachers. Uh, he uh, just brought the word, and, you know, people just learned so much from him. He's, he's a great guy. I know him from Rama. And uh, you guys are really, really blessed to have such an amazing pastor who cares for you. And aren't you glad your pastor gets to be on vacation? Come on, man. We, uh, seriously, he needs it. People, we in ministry, man, it's, it's so important to get away and get refreshed and come back on fire. So, man, just, just believe that your pastor get refreshed, hear the voice of God, just come back just so pumped up and, and ready just to continue to, to serve you guys. Amen? Well, my name is, as Chuck said, I'm Dan. And I have my, my beautiful family. Actually, we're missing one. I think she's back in the children's area. But I am outnumbered. As you can see, all along here in the front row and, and one in the, the children's area, it was actually prophesied over me back, wow, gosh, a few years ago that I'm a ladies' man in all the right ways. In all the right ways. That's the important part. And uh, yeah, it, it, it is true. I am outnumbered. And we actually have two female dogs at home too. So there's not one male <laughs> in our home. So, but we're, we're so blessed. Uh, so, so excited to be here with you guys today. This is actually, last week we launched our, our ministry out at, at Grace. We started a, a nonprofit ministry called Empower Me. And it's all about, we just want to empower individuals. Who here is an individual? Anyone? We're all individuals, right? We want to empower individuals to discover identity. Everyone say identity. Man, once you discover who you really are, you won't want to be anyone else. That's how unique. Do you realize how unique you are? God placed you right here, right now, for such a time as this. He chose you for right now, right here, such a time as this. That's how, there's never been another you. Think about that. There's never been someone just like you, and there never will be someone just like you. That's how important you are. He has crazy plans for you, plans to prosper you. Plans of an amazing future. So we want people to discover who they really are. Do you know who you are? We're going to talk about that a little bit today. And then discover identity. Everyone say identity. identity. And walk out destiny. Everyone say destiny. destiny. Do you know that you're destined for greatness? You are destined for greatness. Each and every one of us, we have a sphere of influence. There are people in this world that need you that need your talents, that need what you have inside of you. And that's what we love. We love to see people launched out into what God has for them. He has a plan for you. He's destined you for greatness. He wants, do you know that he wants to use you to heal the sick? Everyone look at your hands. Just stare at them. Your hands are anointed with the Holy Spirit. You are meant to bring healing to this world. Do you realize that? Do you believe it? Oh, man, I love... Can I share a story with you? So, so part of how we really want to empower people with identity and destiny, we, we do speaking engagements, conferences, but we do missions trips. And we just love taking people on trips with us. Well, it was probably a year and a half ago, there was a guy named Mark. He came on a missions trip with us to Lebanon. And he's a businessman, right? He's not a minister. He's not, he's not a pastor. He's not an evangelist. He's not in the fivefold. But he comes on this missions trip with us. And long story short, you know, we were, we were at a youth conference, and, and there was this guy who just had a lot of pain. We had him sit in the cha this chair, back straight, and one leg was noticeably shorter than the other. So he said, Mark, businessman Mark. We didn't call him businessman Mark, but Mark, come on over here. And we said, Mark, I want you to pray for this guy. 
It was, it's, this is what we live for. It was so cool. He says the simplest prayer. It probably took about 10 seconds. 10 seconds, he just tells this, this leg to grow out. And before our very eyes, this leg grows out. Mark the businessman. We're on our way back. We're doing a debriefing on the way back to where we're staying. And I love what he said. He said, I didn't know God could use me like that. He said, you know, I'm just a business guy. I, I started my own business. You know, I, I know how to, to, to get people to, to, to do business type things and to, to think as a leader. But I've never, I mean, I know, I know you, Pastor Dan, or Pastor Jerry, or, or Pastor Tony. People in ministry, they see this stuff. But I didn't, I didn't think God could do this through me. That's what I live for. The body of Christ, sons and daughters of God, waking up to who they really are, and that they, all of us, we're all ministers. Do you realize that? Whether you're a construction worker or a teacher, you are a minister. You bring the Holy Spirit everywhere you walk. You can be in a public school, a teacher in a public school, and you're not allowed to say the name of Jesus, but guess what? The Holy Spirit's still in you. The Holy Spirit still wants to flood those halls with his love and his goodness, and he can do it without even opening up your mouth about Jesus. That's how amazing he is. That's how good he is. His love can just invade that classroom. Isn't that cool? You are a minister. You're called to do crazy, crazy things. You're called to bring the kingdom. That's who you are. Do you know who you are? Do you really know who you are? You're amazing. Well, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just speak on a few things, and I, let's just open up in prayer, okay? Let's invite Holy Spirit here. He's in you. The spirit of life is in you. So we're just going to lean on him and let him do what he wants today, okay? All right. Well, Father God, we love you. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Have your way. We just, we just ask you to speak today, Holy Spirit. You speak to every single heart. Speak to every single heart. I thank you. You can give an individual message to every single heart here today. So you speak, Holy Spirit. We lean on you. We don't lean on our wisdom. We don't lean on our words. But we lean on your power. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Everyone say identity. I like that. He, he, identity. He said it like he meant it, right? What was your name? I'm drawing a blank. What was your name again? Harvey. Harvey's awesome. Harvey, you're anointed. You know that? You know God's got crazy plans for you? Do you know that? Like everywhere you walk, Holy Spirit's in you, and he wants to flow through you. I, you have a heart of gold. There's something about you. You have a heart of gold. And when you walk into a room, people see that. There's just a love. The love of God is all over you. And people, it's going to even expand. People are going to start looking at you in your workplace, wherever you walk, and they're going to say, I want what Harvey has. I want that love. There's something about Harvey. I want what you have. And you're going to start having these opportunities to show the love of God. And you're going to heal the sick. You're going to heal the sick. Like never before. Heal. I mean, miracles, you are going to heal the sick. Miracles are going to happen through you like never before. Harvey, you're awesome, man. You keep walking the power of the Holy Spirit. He's going to use you like never before. You're going to new levels. I hear that right now. New levels. You're going up to new levels. You're faithful. God sees your faithfulness. He sees your joy. He sees your good attitude. You have a good attitude. And he's pleased with you. I believe God said he's pleased with you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I love Harvey. Harvey's awesome. You're awesome, Harvey. Thank you, Jesus. You know... I love talking about identity. I love just pulling out who you really are. Because as a little guy growing up, you know, in elementary school and even going through, through junior high, I struggle with identity. I used to have all these freckles all over my face. Like my, my Sydney here, she has freckles all over her face. I love it. But I would look at myself in the mirror when I was young. You know, and, and, and I would say, I don't like the way I look. You know, I, I, I grew up with my mom in a single family home. You know, so there's probably some abandonment things I just felt in my heart. And, and I just looked at myself. I didn't like what I saw. I wasn't happy with myself. And I had this speech impediment. You know, I, people didn't really mess with me physically because I could hold my own. But people would laugh at the way I talked. And, and, I, and I started believing some lies about myself. How many of you guys know the enemy's a liar? 
We'll talk about that in a minute. God wants to expose some lies today. But I believe some lies about myself. I, I, I talk funny. People could never listen to me. My voice, my voice could never be used of God. You know, I would say certain syllables and, and people would make fun of it and they would have me say certain words. Oh, that sounds like a swear word, Lynn. I wasn't swearing, but because of the way I, I pronounce things, they would find ways to make, it, make me feel stupid, you know? Even my friends, they weren't trying to, like, make me feel stupid, but they just, they would laugh. And what, what happened? How did, how did I react to that? Well, I became really shy. I, I actually learned how to talk, you, uh, just avoiding certain syllables, certain sounds. I mean, that's kind of sad as a kid, isn't it? To start avoiding certain sounds because of the way people make fun of you. And I believed a lie. I started believing this lie. And, man, thank God for my church. Isn't it good to be plugged into a good church? Seriously, it's so important. It's so important. Don't ever fall for the lie that I can't invite that person to church. They'll think it's crazy. They'll think it's weird. No, people need what you have. People need to be here. And uh, because of my church and, 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 and encountering God at, at our church, at Grace Christian Church, man, I, just, I started really learning who I was in Christ my youth pastor would, would like throw me up in, in youth group and, and have me do different offering messages, testimonies. My first time giving a full message was because of my youth pastor. We were on a missions trip in New York City. So my first, my first message, guess where we're at? We're at a, a, a prison in New York City. And my youth pastor said, all right, Dan, go on up. You're going to preach. Oh, man. Talk about scary. Using my voice. Remember, I, I already had some some, you know, self-confidence things with my voice. But man, the way God used me and people in this, this all, these grown men who look like they want to just, uh, I mean, they're, they're tough guys, right? To see these grown men, just some with tears in their eyes, raising their hands to want Jesus, say, yes, I need Jesus. I mean, to see God use me like that with my funny voice, I started waking up and realizing it's not about me. It's not about, it's not about my performance. It's not about, I can get up right now and start stumbling all over my words and the Holy Spirit still hit you with his love and his goodness and do something crazy here today. It takes all the pressure off. If you lean on the, and this is for all of us, lean on the power of the Holy Spirit, lean on his goodness, not on our words, not on our, not on our persuasive words, but on his power, he speaks through us. Next time you lay hands on the sick, See the Holy Spirit putting his hand out there with you. Because it's his anointing. He wants to use you. He wants to speak through you. He wants his anointing to flow through you to heal the sick. Are you guys with me today? So I, I st things started coming alive in me. Especially in high school. My, my, my youth pastor throwing me up there. And I started really seeing who I am in Christ. And it's funny. Isn't it funny? The very thing that the enemy... Remember, he's a liar. He can do nothing but lie, Jesus said. He's a, he's a liar. He's a father of lies. And every word that comes out of his mouth is a lie. Right? That's all he's got on us. He's got a lie. He lies to us to what? Keep us from destiny. To keep us walking in our true identity. Isn't it funny that the very thing, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to use my voice. The enemy convinced me, you have no voice. People will never listen to you. Isn't it funny how God turns that around? He what we think is a weakness, because we believe a lie, we start leaning on God and letting him use us, and he starts turning it around and starts using it as a strength. Isn't that crazy how he does that? Isn't he good? What lie have you believed about yourself? Think about that. What lie? What has kept you from stepping out of the boat? What has kept you from living the destiny God has for you? What's kept you from really seeing yourself, looking in the mirror and saying, I am a son, I am a daughter, God's pleased with me, he's not mad at me, he's got plans for me. Look in the mirror and start speaking what he says about you. It's time to expose those lies. Are you with me today? Are you alive here today? Boom. Romans 8. We're going we're gonna to focus on Romans 8, and then we'll close with Colossians chapter 3. All right? So I'm going to go to Romans 8 and verse 11. So we're talking about identity. Do you know who you are? Do you really know who you are? Do you know how God sees you? Romans 8, I just read, I love Romans 8. Anyone else love Romans 8? You ever read Romans 8? 
All of Romans good, but man, I just, it screams identity to me. It screams how God the Father really sees us. Romans 8 verse 11 says this. But if the spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in you, how many know the same spirit? Do you guys love Holy Spirit? Do you realize that he's here right now? Holy Spirit, hit, let me smile. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come on, we can have fun at church, right? Holy Spirit is here right now, and he's crazy about you. He's the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He's alive in you today. He's the spirit of life. He's the spirit of revival. You are a revivalist. And you carry the spirit of life everywhere you go. Are there any school teachers here today? Any school teachers? No? Oh, man, I just, there's, there's something on my heart lately for school teachers. God is getting ready to do some crazy stuff in the public schools. If you know school teachers, man, start praying for them, speaking over them, that God's going to use them in crazy ways. But the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he's alive in you. He's alive in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life. He's the spirit of life, will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That's awesome, isn't it? Holy Spirit, he's not in you like a lake. He's in you like a river. He wants to flow through you. He wants his life. Like I was saying to Harvey, he wants his life, his goodness, his love, his joy to flow through you everywhere you go. Rivers, powerful rivers. Think about that. Start picturing in your sphere of influence, because you all have one. We all have one. When you walk into your workplace, start picturing, Holy Spirit's going to do something here today. His love is going to flow through me. People are going to see his fruit. The fruit of the Spirit, his love and his joy. Just think of that. His love, his joy, his peace just growing off you in such a way that people start saying, I see that. I want. They want to pick that fruit off of you. They'll start noticing it. You just, you got to be aware of him. He's with you. Rivers, he wants to flow through you with rivers of life. Verse 14, we're going to skip around a little bit. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Anyone love Holy Spirit? As children, as son, who's a son or daughter in here? Chuck's a son. There we go. You are led by the Spirit of God. There's nothing more natural than sons and daughters to hear the voice of God. You hear, some of you, maybe, maybe you think, I don't ever hear God. Yeah, you do. He's speaking to you. He's always speaking to you. It's just being aware of him. It's being aware of him. I, I, could, I, we could, I could start talking about how to hear the voice of God. God's primary language is not English. You know, you know his voice. There's sometimes there'll be a thought that pops in your mind. It's God. I'll tell you to do something. There's times you'll, there's times you'll, I, I feel something in my shoulder. Maybe God's trying to show me that someone wants healing or someone needs healing in that shoulder. He speaks to us in different ways, right? Do you believe that? Maybe you see something, you hear something. Just start being aware of how Holy Spirit's talking to you. He's speaking to you. Don't believe that lie that I don't hear the, start speaking, I do hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because I'm a son, I'm a daughter, and it's natural for us to be led by his spirit. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Fear no longer has a grip on you as a son or daughter. Don't let it have a grip on you. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, Dad. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and have children, joint heirs, heirs and joint heirs with Jesus. Holy Spirit, what's he doing? He's inside of you. The spirit of life, he's in you, right? We already talked about that. But he's bearing witness with your spirit. What's he saying? You are a son. You're a daughter. You're a daughter. You're a son. You're a son. You're a daughter. He's, he's constantly in us reminding us, don't forget who you are. You're royalty. You're not just sons. You're royal sons and daughters. Do you realize to be royalty, you have to be in the bloodline of the king? Are you in the bloodline of the king? Because Jesus spilt his blood for you. You're no longer a sinner. You might have sinned right before you came in this this. This auditorium today, you're not a sinner. You're a saint. You can't be a sinner and a saint. It's impossible. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who you are. And Holy Spirit's in you, 
reminding you, constantly reminding you, you're a son, you're a daughter. No, I messed up. I did this today. I did that. That doesn't change who you really are. Start seeing you look like Jesus. That's who you are. You're, you're one with, everyone say, I'm one. You're one with Jesus. I don't feel like I'm one with Jesus. You are one right here, right now. You're one with him. He's the head, right? What are you? You're the body. Can you separate the head from the body? You, the body cannot function without the head, and the head will not function without his body. You're one with him. Right? Are you alive? You're his hands. You're his feet. Think about it this way. This is the head, right? This is my head. I'm pointing my head. What's inside your head? Your mind. Your thoughts, right? And what happens? Right now, if I start flapping my arms like a bird, why am I doing this? Because my thoughts are telling me to do it, right? What is Jesus doing through his spirit? He's, he's trying to show us what to do. He's the head. He sends the signals to the body. We're one with him. He speaks to us, and he's telling us and showing us what to do. We're here on earth to bring heaven to earth. Just like Jesus. Jesus, it says right here, we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We're one with Jesus. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, but the same spirit that he was anointed with. Acts 10.38, you guys know that verse, right? We, we all know that. Acts 10.38, how Father God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Sydney, come up here for a sec. She hates when I do this, but just... This is my oldest daughter. So... Acts 10.38, how Jesus, how Father God anointed Jesus. Everyone say anointed. That word anointed, can you, where'd that water go? Where's it, hand me that water, Renee. That word anointed means smeared. Everyone say smeared. Think about in the Old Testament, right? I won't pour this on you. I really want to pour it on you, but I won't do that. Think about in the old, when the kings got anointed, right? They got anointed with oil, and they were like smeared with oil, right? So now they're, now they're all, it's all over the place. I won't do that to you. <laughs> but when you're smeared, what happens? That water or that oil, whatever on you, it gets all over the place. It gets up. So what happened? My, my daughter Sydney is going to represent the Holy Spirit. I'll represent Jesus. But Jesus, just hold hands. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. He was smeared with the goodness and the power of the Holy Spirit, Right? Right? There was not one miracle that happened in the life of Jesus until he was anointed, baptized with the Holy Spirit. Remember, he was baptized in that river Jordan by, by John the Baptist. And what did, what did Father God proclaim over him? This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. You know he says that about you? Not if you're a girl. He doesn't say that. He says, you're my daughter. You're my daughter. You're my son. And I'm crazy about you. I'm pleased with you. And what happened? Holy Spirit came upon him. And from that time, man, he, he went about doing good, healing all, say all, not some, but all. He, he was anointed the Holy Spirit, went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by who? Not God, but the devil. So what happened? He was anointed with the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that lives in you. You're anointed with the same spirit that Jesus was anointed with. Do you realize that? Do you realize that? Jesus said, I'm kind of getting off. I got to get back to what I was talking about in a second. But Jesus said, it's better for you that I go away because I'm sending another. Everyone say another. another. I'm sending another comforter. I'm sending someone that's just, that word another, everyone say another. another. That word another is two Greek words for another. Heteros, which means one of a different sort. And I forgot the other word it was. I have it written down. The other word, <laughs> you're laughing at me. The other word. Let me look. I got to look it up now. Is that okay? Sid, are you okay? Can you stand there for a sec? Sophie's what? Well, there's another Greek word. I'm not going to look it up. There's another Greek word, and it means one of the same sort. Guess what? When Jesus said, another's coming, it's one not of a different sort, but one that's just like me. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? Well, if you've seen me, you've also seen the Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit's upon you, and you're anointed with him, and God wants to use you to do crazy stuff. Are you with me? Are you alive? Give it up for my little, my little girl, City Biddy. <clears throat> so you're joint heirs. Say, I'm one. Say, I'm anointed. Say, I look like Jesus. Do you believe that? 
When you start seeing who you really are, you'll start walking different. You'll hold your head up high. You'll say, man, God wants to use me to do some crazy stuff. God wants to use me to heal the sick. God wants to use my voice. But I talk funny. No, don't make, he can still use your voice. Don't fall for the lie. Are you still with me? Verse 19. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of sons, the sons of God. Every time I read that, I think of like Superman. Just, you know Clark Kent just rips that shirt off, right? And Superman comes busting out. Creation itself is waiting. It's crazy. Holy Spirit knows who you are, right? And he's constantly reminding you of who you are. Your sons, your daughters, you're anointed. You're to bring heaven to earth. You're one with Jesus. He loves to talk about Jesus. You look like Jesus. You're one with him. Holy Spirit knows who you are, right? Father God knows who you are. You're my son. You're my daughter. And I'm pleased with you. Creation even knows who you are. Isn't that crazy? And creation is waiting. Chuck, creation's waiting for sons and daughters to step out of that boat and reveal who we really are. You're revivalists. You're trailblazers. You're fire starters. That's who you are. You bring the fire, the passion, the goodness, the power of God everywhere you go. Verse 26, the Spirit himself makes intercession with us, or for us, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for us, for the saints. You're a saint. Say, I'm a saint. He makes intercession for, for the saints, according to the will of God. So Holy Spirit knows who you are. Say, Holy Spirit knows who I am. And he's actually praying for you. He's making intercession for you. He's praying what? That you wake up. Know who you are. You look like Jesus. And he's actually praying the plan of God over your life. That you know who you are and that you walk like Jesus walked. Jesus showed us how to walk. He brought heaven. If this is heaven up here, Jesus brought heaven to earth. He had access to everything his father had on earth. And he brought heaven to earth. In the same way, you're a son, you're a daughter. Jesus showed us how. He promiseth the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives in you now. He's upon you. We get to bring heaven to earth. That's who you are. Verse 34. Who is he who condemns? Who condemns? Does Jesus condemn? Does Father God condemn you? Is Holy Spirit condemning you? Who is he who condemns? <clears throat> is it Jesus Christ who died and furthermore is risen? Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? Jesus doesn't condemn us, does he? No. He's actually in heaven at the right hand of the Father. What's he doing? He's making intercession for you. Think about that. Picture Jesus in heaven at the right hand of the Father and he's actually praying for you. Holy Spirit's praying for you. And Jesus is praying for you. Isn't that crazy? What's he praying? Wake up! Know who you are! Your sons, your daughters, I have crazy plans for you. Know who you are. Father knows who you are. Jesus knows who you are. Holy Spirit knows who you are. Creation knows who you are. And even the enemy knows who you are. And he's scared to death of you. So what does he do? Just like he did with me, he wants to get you to believe a lie. Do you know that the enemy, Satan, he has no power over you? He has no power over me. Do you realize that? He has no power over you. He has no authority over you. You have authority over him. So how does he get power over us? How do things happen in our lives? He's always trying to do stuff, right? He's trying to take us down. He's scared to death of you. Do you know how you empower the enemy? By believing the lie. You'll never be healed. You just got to put up with that. Oh, no one will ever listen to your voice. You talk funny. He's a liar. He's trying to keep us from destiny. He's trying to keep us from who we really are. That's what he does. Remember, what did Romans say? Who is he who condemns? Not Jesus. Who condemns? The enemy. Why? To keep you from knowing who you really are. He's scared to death of revivalists waking up. There's an awakening happening. There's an awake. I'm telling you, there's a billion man and woman harvest coming. 
billion. Things are starting to stir in this world. Sometimes, sometimes we don't see it in the United States. It's happening, though. And mil- you know in China, millions of people are getting saved a day? Things are happening around our world. And things are happening in the United States. Holy Spirit's orchestrating some things. And what's he doing? Why is he, he, why is he in us saying, wake up? Because once we know who we are and start walking this thing out, you watch and see what God does in your sphere of influence. Things are happening. Things are coming undone in a good way. Get ready. Start seeing who you are. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he lives in you. And he wants out. He wants out. We're going to close in just a second. Are you still with me? Do you have a few more minutes? I think we, I got to about 11.45, right? Chuck, those are dangerous words, Chuck. <laughs> oh, man, you're awesome, Chuck. I love Chuck. Just met him, but I love him already. <laughs> We're going to go back a few verses. Romans 8. And can I, in just a second, Sid and Soph are going to come up and help me, even though they don't want to. Soph, you got this, Soph. In a minute. I'll give you a second, okay? But we're going to back up a few verses in Romans 8. Verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation. Say, no condemnation. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You're in Christ, right? You are in Christ. You're one with them. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Skip down, verse 6. Verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds. Say that with me. Say, set their minds. Say, set my mind. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Do you know that the moment you said yes to Jesus, there was a supernatural explosion that happened inside of you. You said, Jesus, be Lord of my life. You know what happened? Boom! You became a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old is gone forever, and behold, all things, not some things, all things. Say all things. All things became what? New. You're a new creation. All things have become new. You look like Jesus right here and right now. That's who you are. The real you, you can't be more of a son or daughter than what you are right now. That's who you are. You're a son. You're a daughter. That's who you are. Romans 12 says, be transformed. Don't be conformed. Think of this again. This is heaven up here, right? Remember in heaven where Jesus is seated, there's no sickness. There's no fear. There's no suicidal thoughts. No depression. Romans 12, remember this is earth, says don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Remember, this world right here. Don't think, in other words, don't think like the rest of the world. Be transformed how? By the renewing of your mind. The real you, your spirit man, your spirit woman, you're transformed. What gets in the way? Everyone point right here. This is what we have to renew. The real you, you already look like Jesus. But to walk this out, what do we got to do? There's gotta, we got to do some brain surgery. We got to do some reprogramming. Start speaking over your life who you really are. So Romans 8 says, set your mind. So can I get Sydney? You guys pick whatever side you want. I guess you're over here, Soph. So Romans 8 says set, everyone say set my mind. It says, wow, you really went out there, so if you're going to make me walk a long ways. <laughs> it says set your mind. So Sydney, I love you, Sydney Biddy, but Sydney represents the enemy. Sorry. <laughs> she, she doesn't, she, she's amazing. But she's just going to, just for an illustration, she's going to represent the devil. And Sophia, my beautiful Sophie, she represents the Holy Spirit, okay? I represent us. Now, Romans 8 says, if you set your mind on the things of the flesh, the lies of the enemy, what's going to happen? You're going to walk where you set your mind. That's the way you're going to, your life is going to go in that direction. 
So what does the enemy do? He know, remember, he knows who you are, right? He does. He's scared to death of you. So what does he do? I'll use myself as an example. God can never use your voice, Dan. You talk funny. You talk funny. People will never let You have no voice. People will never listen to you. You want to step out and start a ministry? You're going to fail. You're going to sink. People are going to laugh at you. You're, you're an embarrassment. You're going to embarrass yourself. Isn't that what he does to all of us? Don't stop. You're going to step out and pray for that person? Nah, it's not going to work. You're going to look stupid. And what's he doing? What is he doing? He's trying to get us to walk and to believe a lie. He wants us to live a lie. Why? He's scared to death of Holy Spirit flowing through you. He's scared to death of heaven coming to earth. He's scared to death of you walking out your true identity and your true destiny. So how does, he, how, how does he have to keep how does he keep us from going at, after who we really are and what God's called us to do? He's, he lies. Jesus said he's the father of lies. Do you know what he's really saying? If every voice that comes out of the mouth of the enemy is a lie, you know when he's saying, Dan, you have no voice? You know what he's really saying? You have a voice. Because it's the opposite of what he says. You, you want to you lay hands on that person? They're not, they're not going to get healed. He's saying, oh, they're going to get healed. I'm, I got to keep you from doing this stuff. I got to keep you from, you, you're, not, you're not a son, you're not a daughter. He's saying, yes, you are a son. Yes, you are a daughter. And I don't want you walking this thing because you're going to start looking like Jesus. That's what he does. He tries to get us to believe a lie so we live the lie. What you set your mind on is the way you're going to walk. Are we setting our minds? Are we letting him have power in our lives? You'll never be healed. Diabetes, you've got to live with that for the rest of your life. There's no cure for that. There's no cure for cancer. You're going to die. He's a dirtbag. But what does Romans 8 say? say? Yeah, if you set your mind on the things of the, the, the flesh and the, things of, uh, the lies of the enemy, you're going to walk that way. But if you set your mind on what God says, the things of the Spirit, Holy Spirit, what's Holy Spirit? He's trying to pull us. Remember, he's in you. He's always, he's trying to convince you. You are son. You're a daughter. This is who you really are. He's saying, don't believe that lie. Come over here and start living out your true identity. You have a voice, Dan. Use it. Don't be afraid to use your voice. Step out of the boat and see what God does through you. You look like Jesus. Lay hands on the sick. Do what he says to do and watch and see what happens in your life and in other people's lives around you. He's the spirit of life. He's the spirit of revival. He's convincing you of who you really are. He's always convincing you. He's always speaking to you. He's always pulling. What are we setting our minds on? The transformation has already happened inside of us. But to walk out the transformation, set your mind. Start speaking what God says about you. What does God say about you? What does he say in his word? What's he speaking over you? Start declaring. Your voice is powerful. Start declaring who you really are. Start looking in the mirror and start saying, I am a powerful person. I look like Jesus. Listen, we're nothing. Don't get me wrong. We're nothing without him. You realize that. We're nothing without him, right? But with him, impossibilities happen all the time. Crazy stuff happens through sons and daughters. Are you alive here today? All right, thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Give my girls a hand. They, they need the encouragement. That's who you are. Do you know who you are? You're not ordinary. Say, I'm not ordinary. You were not placed here to be ordinary. You gave up ordinary when you said yes to Jesus. I'm going to close with this scripture. Colossians chapter 3. If then you were raised with Christ... You're raised with Christ. You realize that? When you say yes to Jesus, you're, you've been raised with Christ. You're not going to be raised someday. You're raised now. What does that mean? Remember, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, right? Right? Ephesians 1 says, God placed him, raised him up, placed him at his right hand, far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, every name. Not, not some names. Every name is under his feet. 
all things are under Jesus' feet. All things, not some things. All, every name, every name. Think about that for a second. Think of a name. Every name is under his feet, right? Let me, let me test you right now. Where's cancer? Where's diabetes? Where's fear? Where's depression? This says, if then you were raised, you were raised, not going to be. The moment you said yes to Jesus, you're a new creation. You're made alive. But in that moment, you're here on earth, right? Don't get me wrong. Don't, I'm not like weird or anything. We're not like in heaven right now. But you've been placed in the position with Jesus. So the moment you said yes to Jesus, you were raised. If cancer's under Jesus' feet, is it under your feet? If you're raised with Christ and all these things are under his feet, is cancer under your feet? Is fear under your feet? Is depression under your feet? Suicidal thoughts under your feet? Is the enemy under your feet? He has no power over you. If then you were raised, you were raised, you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If then you were raised, seek those things which are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Seek the things above. Remember, we're on earth, but seek the things that are above. What's above? Is there, is there sickness in heaven? Bring that healing to earth. Is there, is there fear in heaven? Now, there doesn't have to be fear in your life. Then you can bring peace and joy to earth. Seek things which are above where Christ is seated, right? You still with me? Then verse 2 says, set your mind. We just talked about this. Set, say, set my mind. It says, set your mind where? On things above, not things on earth. For you died. That's kind of scary. You died. What's it talking about there? The real you is alive in Christ. The old you is dead. The old you is dead. The old sinner. You're not a sinner. That, that, that old sinner is dead. You're alive and raised with Christ. For you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ. You're hidden with Christ. You're hidden with Christ. You've been raised up. You're alive with him. And you're actually hidden. Everyone say hidden. hidden. In other words, you start realizing that we start, we start walking this out, people start seeing Jesus because we're hidden in him. What did I tell you? You look like Jesus. That's who you are. Set your mind. Paul says, set your mind where? On things above. Not things on earth. Things above. Right here, I got my, I got my ordinary glasses right? You all look blurry when I have these glasses on because these have, these have like a prescription to them so it's not the right prescription for me at least. So you all look blurry right now, right? These are my ordinary glasses. What does the enemy want us to do? He wants us to think ordinary. He wants to give us a distorted image. Remember, keep you in a lie from, and, and keep you from walking the truth, right? Are you ordinary? Do you guys know the difference between Clark Kent and Superman? Do you know the difference? Who's the real person? Clark Kent is not the real person. Clark Kent's the earthly personality. It's the disguise. But who's the real person? You see, when, when, when Superman hears, Superman, help me, right? Superman, come help me. My cat's in the tree, Superman, come help me. Sorry, my female voice does not sound great. What happens? He hears that. What does he do? He takes off those ordinary glasses. And he just, he rips it off. I can't rip the shirt off. But he just rips this shirt off. And what does he do? He reveals who he really is. Boom. He just, remember, creation's, creation's waiting for sons and daughters to reveal who you really are. Superman, while he hears people in need, he busts out. And he comes flying to the rescue, right? Listen. You are not Clark Kent. You're not Clark Kent. You're not ordinary. You're hidden in Christ. We're not to hide Christ. We're not to be afraid of Christ. We're not to live an ordinary life. We're meant to live a supernatural life. 
an extraordinary life. That's who you are. You're destined for greatness. You look like Jesus, and you have influence. God wants to use you like never before. Do you believe that? Can you close your eyes with me? Thank you, Jesus. What lie have you believed about yourself? Think about that just for a second. What, what lie have you believed? What lie have you walked in? Just keep your eyes closed. I want you to think about that for a minute. I want you to picture right now, picture in front of you a big whitewash board. And I want you to picture in, in red letters the lie that you believed about yourself. Just think about that for a second. We all have done it. I've done it. What lie have you believed about yourself? Now I want you to picture that whitewash board. And I want you to picture most amazing Holy Spirit, the one who's with you, the spirit of life, the one who lives in you, the one that wants to flow through you, the one that knows who you are, that's speaking identity over your life. I want you to picture him right now erasing that lie. He's erasing it. That whitewash board, that lie that was printed in red, he's erasing that right now. And now, I just saw this. This is cool. Picture this now. Picture Jesus right there with you. And in his blood, he writes out on that whitewash board who you really are. What was the lie? I want you to picture the exact opposite. Think of what Jesus is speaking over your life right now, and it's written in blood what he says about you right now. It's written in blood. It cannot be erased. It's done. It's settled. Who are you? Look at that word. Who are you? What does it say? What does it say? He's speaking over you. You're beautiful. He's speaking over you. You're so valuable. You are crowned with dignity. You're crowned with worth. You're my beloved. I gave my life for you. I'm crazy about you. You mean the world to me. I have crazy plans for you. I want to do the miraculous through you. I want my life to flow through you like never before. I've healed you. Someone needs to hear that right now. I've healed you. Maybe there was a death sentence placed over your life. He says, I've healed you. By the stripes that I took on my back, I healed you. I paid the price already. I'm not mad at you. Someone needs to hear that right now. I'm not mad at you. You're my pride and joy. I'm thinking about you. I write stories about you. When I think about you, my heart beats really fast. Your picture's on my fridge. You're my favorite. He says about every one of you. We're all his favorites. Are you catching this? Do you see what he's speaking over you? Thank you, God. We just bless every single heart here today. Holy Spirit, speak to them right now. Speak to us right now. Speak value. Speak your life. You're destined for greatness. Your voice is powerful. Your hands are anointed. You're anointed and smeared with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's who you are. Is anyone sick in this place? I'm just going to close with this. Anyone, anyone been, been struggling with any kind of sickness? Okay, I see that hand. Anyone else? Okay, I see that hand. Can you just put your hands up real, real high right now? I don't want to embarrass you, but if that, if that was you. Now, can I just, everyone can open their eyes. Just keep your hands up. Can I have sons and daughters right now just surround them? You're anointed. So I want people right now, get up, and I want you to place your hands on them. Ask him what's going on. It'll take five seconds. Ask him what's going on. All right, everyone look at me now. Everyone look. When you stretch your hands on that person, you're anointed. I want you to picture the power and the presence and the the hand of the Holy Spirit reaching out his hand with you. You're not in this alone. 
we're, we're, just, we're, just, we're just releasing what Jesus already did. So what I want you to do, you find out what's going on, it's going to take you 10 seconds. Just command whatever it is to go and release his goodness over them right now. So take 10 seconds and do that. Is there, if there's a way for them to test it out, I'm not sure what it is. If there's a way for them to test it out, if it's something like in their joints they can test out, I want them to test it out. Can they test it out or no? No. Over here, can you test it out or no? I'm not sure what's going on over there. In Jesus' name. Well, we just release his goodness. Thank you for healing, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We just believe every time we, we lay hands on the sick, anointing's released. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God's good, isn't he? Man, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Chuck, for everything. It's so good to be with you guys today. Just know this. Know that, you're, that God's good. You're amazing. And remember who you are. Remember the real you. Start declaring. Continue. Some of you, we're already declaring these things. Continue to de- declare what God says about you and watch and see what happens in your life. Hey, you guys are awesome. You're a revivalist. I'm so looking forward to how God continues to do You guys are awesome. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.